0: you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Welcome to episode 11 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast, and today we are talking about outsourcing, and we have the perfect guest uh, to do just that. He is an expert at it, one of the best, Jared Bauman. Jared is a co-founder and president of Shoot.Edit, a post-processing partner for The Wedding Pro and really everything that they shoot. So prior to shoot that edit, Jared was a professional photographer and ran an incredibly successful customer focused associate model Bauman photographers based out of his hometown, San Diego, California. You guys welcome Jared Bauman. Jared, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm excited just to get a chance to talk to someone who's actually like in the middle of, of growing people's businesses, scaling businesses for others, helping us all do it. We're always talking about outsourcing at Six Figure Photography and you're at the heart of it. So first off, Jared, tell us more about yourself and how Shoot.Edit got started.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Ben. Appreciate it. It's really excited to be here. i uh uh, I love being a part of, if I, any way I can. I, I just being a part of these things that are helping photographers grow their businesses. So much time is is spent on the creative side, which is probably why we all got into it. But at the same time, without a sustainable business model, we don't get to go out there and you, know, you don't get to go out and shoot um, like you like you got into it for. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I was a professional wedding photographer for over a decade uh, here in my in my hometown, San Diego. Uh I ran a company called Bomb and Photographers. It was me and a couple of other um really great photographers. Um company still exists. I ended up selling it after Shoot Di uh, took off and that became my my sole focus. But um, you know, it was it was during the middle of being a professional wedding photographer, uh and it was at the height of, of, of its success really. It was when I was shooting I think it was uh forty two weddings that year. And I, all I was doing was either shooting or editing. That was what I spent all my time doing. Um, and it occurred to me through a whole host of different scenarios from friends telling me, from other vendors kind of uh, having coffee with me from my own realizations that I wasn't spending any time growing my business. And I realized I had been spending time every summer, every fall that I was shooting. I wasn't spending that time growing my business. I was only getting about a couple months a year out of of growth of time where I actually spent growing my business because during the season I was shooting, I would shoot and I would edit. And um, anyway, so myself and my my business partner, Garrett, uh, he also had a uh, professional wedding photography studio in San Diego. We got together and just honestly set out to solve our own problem. We wanted to solve our problem, try to get back to during the shooting times, during the, the, the whole year really, aside from a month or two, we wanted to shoot um, which is what we got paid to do and which we love to do, and then we wanted to spend the rest of our time doing the things that only we could do, growing our business, like uh, uh, blogging, uh, meeting with other vendors, uh, uh, spending time with our clients, uh, marketing, all these different things that tend to go by the wayside. So, you know, it took quite a few years and realizing that it wasn't just our problem, but it was a problem the entire industry was facing. But that's the, really the foundation of Edit, and the backstory of how I went from shooting full-time to now... Um, helping photographers out, uh, in growing their business in our own little way, at which is through, uh, taking that, that burden of push production off of your plate.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Um, I feel like you even touched on this in your story, but like, why is this whole outsourcing your editing thing important? I feel like, again, you like, you had these little like hints at why it is, but I want to directly like, why is it so important for us to be thinking about this?
1: Well, there's a lot of different areas you can look at, but there's going to come a point when you um, when you, there's going to come a point in time when you look at your business and you start to analyze it. You start to spend time thinking about where you're spending your time and where it's having the most value or the most return for you. And everything starts to break down into one of three buckets, really. There's there's things that you do for your business that are really important. But other people can do for you. Hmm. Um, There's things you do in your business that are really important, but that you should be doing in tandem with someone. You should be getting some help from someone, and you should also still have an eye on it. And there's things in your business that you do that are really important that only you can do. Hmm. And I think when you start to break your business down into those three categories, you start to really identify the areas that you're spending a lot of your time and energy on that aren't necessarily things that are helping grow your business. They aren't necessarily things that only you need to be doing. Editing is one of those things that for some photographers falls into the camp of they don't need to be spending any of their time on it. And for other photographers, it falls into the camp of they need to just spend a little bit of their time on it. But the problem is that most photographers spend a lot of their time on it. And they do the entire process. And outsourcing your editing is so important because... Certainly, for at least the color correction component, if we just look at color correction, that tends to be what takes up the majority of the editing time and it's also something that somebody else can do for you. That's why outsourcing your editing is so important is because you're spending your time doing something that somebody else can be doing and it's really taking away from things that only you can be doing. Only you can meet with other vendors to grow your business. Um, Only you can spend time with your couples. Only you can be shooting... um, and so the things that you do, like color correction, um, editing, these are things that if you uh, partner with a specialist or you uh, you know you, you 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 find the solution, not only can it be done by someone else, it can be done actually as well if not better and much more cost effective. And I think that's the best way to look at outsourcing in, in general, but certainly in outsourcing your editing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm kind of getting inside my audience head right now, and I know that there's so many people out there who are thinking, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Jared, that's fantastic," for all you rich photographers out there. <laughs> but all I'm seeing is like dollars out the door, right? And uh, and yep. I'm struggling to get clients in. Yes, I don't have time, but I can't afford to do it. And so I, I want you to kind of maybe address this. How do you how do you address as someone who's the person, the photographer listening right now, who says, you know. I, I can't afford to do that. I mean, is is outsourcing your photography editing actually saving photographers money? What's your thought on that?
1: Well, it certainly is. It, it is saving them money, but but not from the actual you know cash outflow argument. I mean, you're going to have to pay a little bit of money to have someone out uh, to, to have somebody um, take care of your editing in the beginning, but it's what you do with that time. Hmm. And that really is the that really is the, 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 the overall pitch of outsourcing, right? But let me give you a little bit more of a brass tack example. Um, you know uh, the most the most basic way to start at a, at, at, at for example at shoot is with our rollover plan at ninety nine dollars for to get to get away and edit it. So ninety nine dollars gets you um, a full entire wedding edited. And for most photographers, editing away, you know, the color correction side will take them five, six, seven 10, I mean, I've even heard 15, 20 hours, but let's stick with five to 10 hours. If you were to take that time, and you were to put it towards some other area of your business that is actually focused on growing your business, adding clientele, taking care of the clients you already have, it's not hard to see that down the road, that time will really multiply for you. Um, uh, Jared Platt is a famous example. Uh, Jared Platt is probably one of the fastest editors in the world, because he, you know, he's a Lightroom guru. And he started using ShootDot many years ago and it, And it would take that time and he would write for magazines that would pay him. And so he would be sending us a wedding to have it edited and in that turn take that time to then write and get paid. Um, if you think about the amount of time that you save and if you just need to go book one more shoot, you'll more than pay for your editing for the year. That's how you want to start thinking about outsourcing as saving your yourself money. It saves yourself money because you're not spending time doing something that um, that doesn't grow your business, that doesn't add money into your pocket, and can be sent to somebody else for a very, basically, a, a smaller wage than what you actually end up yielding with your time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And if I could even add, I think from my experience, it saves you sanity. Like it saves you just like from from burning out of of always being in front of the computer and always just kind of doing these monotonous tasks over and over and over. For me, that was one of the, the biggest drags about it is I felt like I just kept getting burnt out from the whole process. I mean, you talked about shooting 40 weddings, you know, in a year. Just all I can think about is the just the the monotony of how much time you'd be spending editing and uh my gosh i'm a much more sane person these days i think i'm more enjoyable to be around you know (laughs) oh
1: yeah oh man i mean it was our shooting season out here in san diego it's kind of like most of the world it's uh you know april may through october november ish you know and man by october i was dreading going to weddings i mean I, i didn't tell my clients that obviously but i was really burned out and um you know, it's hard to be creative in those moments. It's hard, to be, it's hard to be excited in those moments. It's hard to love what you do in those moments. And when you, when you take away some of the components that add to that stress and that burden, especially like you talk about the monotony, I mean, we weren't really intended to be editors. That's, if you look back at photography over the years through film, you dropped your film off at the lab. Hmm. And uh, you didn't sit there and mindlessly color correct your film, because your job was a photographer. That's how you got paid. That's what you're good at. That's what you're inspired by. And there's other people that get inspired by working in the darkroom. And um, you know, it's like taking that model from uh, from many, many years that it, 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 it worked so well for so many years, and re- revisiting that model and really applying it to the digital space.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So I feel like we've helped to kind of answer this objection as far as like money's concerned. but what do you say to the photographer who's listening who just doesn't want to give up like the art of editing? you know they're like, no, this is my hand, this is my photograph. I want to have my own hand and touch into each individual picture. What do you say to them?
1: Well we, we, we see a lot of that as shoot you know and, and to that to them I would say, you know, you, you more than likely, you're a signature, we call it a signature style studio. Uh, a studio that has developed a, a, a look and feel to their images that has a signature look. It's unique, it's different, it's, um, it's not the same as every other image that comes out. And, and that's in, I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't argue that's a very important part of your brand. Um, and w- w- the way we talk about the way we address it is really what we call the 90-10 model. Um, and we apply it to color correction. It can really be applied to almost any area of outsourcing. It's that middle component that I talked about at the very beginning of the podcast. Um, It's the idea that, really, Shoot.Edit can take on 90% of the amount of work that goes into editing a wedding. It still leaves you with that final 10% where you add your style. Hmm. But that removes 90% of the workload and still allows you to add your style to the images, add your art to the images, maintain the art of your images. She does the color correction, which takes up the bulk of the time, and then you go back in and just add your style to the images, which doesn't take much time at all. It's much more enjoyable and a lot easier and quicker to add your style to images when they've all been made consistent across the board. And I think that's the best way to look at it. You don't have to look at it at all or nothing, and that's a big area that photographers can get hung up on It. It's all or it's nothing. I have to let go of everything or nothing. And, you know, the 90 10 approach really makes it easier for photographers because they can maintain their style. They can still go back in after they get their images edited uh, and back color correct it and still add in a couple of presets, add in a couple of signature edits, still maintain their look and feel, but they don't have to spend the, uh, you know, the, the, just the amount of hours doing the entire process anymore.
0: I really value this perspective Jared. I've actually I've never I've never really seen this out there because this is something that I wrestled with when I was trying to find an editor. I felt like as I was looking at companies, I felt like everyone was trying to pitch to me this idea that I would send them a wedding and every image would come back perfect and they would show these examples of and I would like that's that's clearly entirely new photoshopped background. You're not going to do that to, <laughs> to every picture of mine. And I just didn't I didn't like buy into it, but I love this idea of like this 9010 like that I get to then receive these images back, put my little finishing touches on, and it's something that we've started doing with our with our own studio. We have an editor here actually in-house with us. And and we've been doing that and it's fantastic to have them do all that color correcting and then we get to go in and not only apply that little like finishing touch that that that's ours, but it's also I think, uh, it's just a, another space for us to like quality control, you know, just to make sure that they did a good job. Cause every time, you know, every now and then I'll see an image of like, eh, you know, and I'm glad that I had a chance to just look at it one last time, but my gosh, that's like a half hour to just skim through, check everything over. Um, but I love, exactly. I love your honesty with it, how you're not trying to sell this idea that every image is going to be like completely overhauled and perfect and we don't have to do anything. Um, but that you're going to do a really great job and set us up for success. Am I right in saying that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the perspective to have. And I mean, imagine if somebody could actually match your style. How unique would it really be? Certainly there's a way to train somebody over the course of time, but that's not even really a high-value process that's necessarily going to yield you a lot of results when you look at your time. It really makes sense to look at it as, for the majority of studios who have this signature style, get help with getting those images consistent because weddings yield so many different lighting scenarios that the images don't come back out of the camera consistent like they do maybe for uh, or as consistent as they do with other photography you know portraits or uh, different things but with weddings of course I mean you shoot a ton of images you shoot across a wide array of lighting situations getting those images consistent is the time-consuming part but it's also scientific Hmm. it's a consistent process that gets delivered back to you, and then you can just spend. I love how you said a half an hour. That's exactly how much time I think it usually will take to add in your style afterwards.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so um, w- when do you think is a good time for a business to start thinking about outsourcing their editing for a company? Again, you know, just thinking about our listeners out there. Is it someone who's who is uh, just starting out? Are they maybe they're in a year? I don't know. When is a good time? Is there like an amount of weddings or amount of workload that you'd recommend? How should we be thinking about this?
1: Yeah, that's that's actually a really good question. I mean, when is the right time to start? I think at the outset, I'll say a lot of photographers make a mistake in thinking that they have to, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, have to have arrived. You know, they have to be successful before they can start um, using an outsourced. Specialist for this, and I I say that that, that's a bad way to look at it. Mm. Then you're going to be stuck in the trap I was in, which is shooting and editing, burned out to some degree, and most importantly, not growing your business, and you know, worried that where you've arrived isn't sustainable um, because you can't keep up that pace. And you really want to build a sustainable business, and so you got to start looking at it earlier rather than later. Um, Although I'll say that, and I think in the very beginning, if you aren't able to even, um, if you're not able yet because you haven't done enough shoots, if you're not able yet to kind of put a um, a little bit of a definition on the type of uh, the type of uh, color corrections you want, the type of warmth, uh, the type of uh, you know uh, warmth and uh, contrast and uh, some of those things that you want your images. Then you probably want to wait until you've gotten through at least a few weddings or a few shoots so you can define that. We we say that, um, as she got it. We we kind of find that. If you're shooting five weddings a year or more, we're probably going to be a good fit for you. That's where we where we recommend that we, that you start putting this in place. If you're not at five weddings, it pr- just being totally honest, it probably won't have the most value for you. You know, you might not get much value out of it. And so I think that's kind of a good litmus test. If you're doing a couple weddings, good time to start thinking about it. If you're doing a couple shoots, I think though that once you start breaking that threshold of maybe five weddings or so that's when it really starts to have a lot of value for you. And that's when you can start to really scale this process of growth in your business. If you've booked five weddings for the year, you're doing something right. Um, You need to take time to do that again and again and again. You need to scale that out. And that's where uh, a company like a shoot.editor or uh, another one can help you with that because you'll get that time back to then take this process that's working and scale it up so you can grow your business.
0: Very nice. So, uh, okay, we, we've talked a lot about uh, when to start, how, you know, this whole editing process, but I, I want to talk maybe a little bit more about your process, actually, at Edit. I'm kind of curious, even. Um, how do you manage consistency for your clients? I mean, if I were to come to you, like, it, do I have the same editor for every wedding, or, like, how does that work?
1: Great question. So that's, 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 that's usually the most, that's usually the first question people walk in the door asking is, how do I get my images with you to look the way I want them to look? And, you know, when we first started, we tried the whole um, we tried the idea of matching you up with a with a personal editor. We thought, man, that's um, that's kind of where shoot got it started. Garrett and I went out before we started shoot it. We were just trying to solve our own problem we went out and hired an editor, had them trained by Adobe, trained them ourselves, and then they started color correcting for us. And what we realized, though, I, I'll never forget this. Actually, I'll tell you a quick story when I got my first wedding back, the very first wedding. It was um, August of 2006 from from this editor. And I got my images back and they were super consistent. They were um, across the board, had been made completely consistent. I liked everything about it, except the images were too cool for me. Uh, I I, I looked at the images and I thought, boy, it looks like my bride is a little, you know, a little pale, a little dead almost. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up the phone and I called Garrett, because he had gotten his wedding back the same day, his first wedding back. And I picked up the phone after we had uh, many excited uh, moments about how instead of uh, getting up out of bed at 6 a.m. to edit it and, you know, we had slept in and all these different exciting things. After that, he was commenting on something, but it was very interesting. He said everything looks great except my bride, her, image, her, her, her skin tones are way too warm. She looks like she has jaundice. <laughs> I thought, well, man, maybe this isn't going to work. I don't know what's going on here because my bride looks, you know, too cool and your bride looks too warm. And so we got together, and our images had the exact same color temperature. What we realized is that I like my images a lot warmer than Garrett does. And <clears throat> that's where, as we grew shoot the a personal editor uh, m- uh, model started to break down. Because if you develop this relationship with a personal editor, what happens um, when that personal editor gets you know, too many weddings from you in a weekend? Uh, what happens if you have too many shoots in one weekend and they can't keep up? What happens if they get sick? Uh, what happens if they uh, move on and find another job or if they decide that they want to do something else? Um, all of a sudden, it's not a scalable model anymore. Yet, what makes color correction um, so wonderful for outsourcing is that it really is a scientific process. Getting your images consistent according to the way you want them edited is scientific. And so what we did is develop color profiles for every photographer. And um, shoot.ed, you have to. It's a very easy process, but you work with um, an image to develop your color profile, and that's the color profile that we edit every single image, every single time to, and that's how we're able to deliver that consistency, and um, there's a lot of processes inside of that. If you're not sure if it's the right color profile, we'll do a sample edit of uh, 10 images. We call it our dot preview. Do a sample edit of 10 images from across the board, and we'll send it to you um, so you can see what the, 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 the shoot you just did looks like with that color profile. If you don't like it, you can keep Um, changing things up until you find one you like, then we'll start the job. So there's a lot of ways that we make sure that we're delivering consistency, but it starts with that color profile and defining exactly what you want when it comes to your consistent color corrections, and we deliver that every single time.
0: Nice. So I want to push a little bit further here and, and get a better understanding of this. So is it just one image, and I'm asking because one thing that, I I encounter as um as I've been working with my editor working on images is I might have let's say two or three kind of like styles in a given day you know sometimes I'm out shooting and I just have the sun at their back and it's that backlit bright overexposed gorgeous kind of light just kind of washing over you know the figures or there's times where I go and I and I bust out you know a huge off camera flash and I go super dramatic and, and I want that contrast and that light and shadow and I've sent a couple of those images off to my editor and they she like removes all the contrast and all the light and shadow and I'm like why'd you do that and she's like well that's how your other images you showed me looked and i was like no i wanted two different looks (laughs) how do you solve those problems
1: that's a great question and i think that speaks to the art of photography and i think that speaks to the art that goes into a shoot um what you want out of color corrections is you want those you do want those to come back completely consistent and then that's where you want to go back in and add your style And, and that's where presets really come into play i think i mean if you look at it um if you have, uh, and, and we see this a lot, we see people that when they're shooting outdoors, they want their images to have a brighter look and feel than when they're shooting indoors. So the reception has a different feel or a different look than when they're shooting outdoors. And that can really be managed pretty ac- pretty easily when you get the images back with maybe a preset that would add this lighter or airier feel as you talked about to a certain set of images. And you can just go in, um, in your Lightroom catalog and quickly apply a preset that, that brings that about because the reality is, just like you talked about with your editor, it's really hard and really difficult for an editor to be able to get inside of a photographer's head for mm-hmm. every single shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you are that type that uh, has those, those different um, ideas about how a shoot should look, but the reality is, if you want because your brand depends upon it. Your brand depends upon that consistency, and so uh, you want your color correction your color corrections to come back completely consistent. And then you can go back in and add your art and your touch to it. Um, and I always recommend that if, you, if you're going to go back in, you're going to add that art to it, that you place those images in like a highlights folder or an artistic touch to folder or something like that. So your clients, they can see the extra work you've done to these images. They can see the extra artistic flair you you brought. Um, the interesting thing, though, and I realized this the hard way myself, is that when a bride books you, she doesn't want more or less for you she's booking you based on the images she's seen you produce and that consistency and so that's why I always recommend for photographers when they are being artistic to go take credit for it to go remind them in whether it's a unique gallery or an extra folder of images to remind them hey I'm creating on your behalf and I'm going above and beyond on your behalf and I, that, that's kind of, in my opinion, at least, the best way to look at it. And certainly the best way when you're looking at an outsource solution to, to achieve success, but also get that artistic look to your images that you want.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea, Jared. I love that idea of just uh, separating out a different uh, collection or set of images that you kind of draw that special attention to. Well, okay, while we have you here, I, I kind of want to capitalize on, on your insight, because you get to see countless weddings come come through your company every single year and uh-huh. y- you've got data, you've got information. And I see this question being asked all the time on forums and, and people ask me it all the time. And I, heck, I even wonder it. And it's the question of how many images, how many images do we give our clients? Let's talk about brides here, right? Like how many files do you think it is just too too many pictures to give a bride. Again, we're thinking about our bride and groom. Let's go ahead and say just like a normal like full wedding. We'll say 10 hours or something like that, eight to 10 hours, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on this? What do you think? How many files is too many?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I have an opinion and I have data for you. <laughs>
0: okay, awesome. My opinion is that anything over 800
1: images is too many. Okay. Um, and, and believe me, I know every... I mean, and there, we see photographers fall all across the globe, all across the map on this one, you know. Um, <clears throat> we see full weddings come in at 300 images, and we see full weddings come in at 2,500 images. Mm. Um, it's not uncommon to see one or the other. That doesn't make it common, but it's not unusual. You wouldn't follow your chair if you saw a job come across that she done a, that had 300 images, and you pull it up, and it's a full wedding. And also, uh, it would not be uncommon to see a 2,500-image wedding. but. Anything over 800 images and the attention of the bride begins to be reduced. Her appreciation of your art starts to be reduced. Um, and this is just psychological. Uh, and, and this can really, uh, I know photographers photographer, it's hard to throw out your baby. It's hard to throw out your, your work. But the bottom line is the less we have of something, the more we enjoy it, the more we appreciate it, and the more we value it. And when you start providing more than 800 images from a wedding, and I, I actually think the numbers should be lower, but I'm really giving the high, high end, anything more than eight hundred, you start to devalue your work. You start to give them too much that they can consume and you start to make it so that they don't aren't able, psychologically speaking, to see as much value in your work because you provided them with so much.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Whew, okay. So then what what is the average amount that you see? I mean, do you have any numbers on that?
1: Five hundred and fifty four images.
0: <laughs> I love that you not, not only do you have a number, it's like the most specific number. Okay. Yeah.
1: We so when we came up with our unlimited plan, which we which we launched a couple of years ago, uh, one of the most important things was how many images can be submitted per wedding, you know, and um, uh, we, we we really wanted to evaluate it not on a gut, not an opinion basis, Garrett. And I didn't want to take it and say, well, how many images did we provide our our clients, you know. We really wanted to look at it from, well, let's go look back. I mean, at that point, we'd been in business for five years. We had, like you said, just a ton of weddings that we could go back and look at. And so we went back and we looked at all the data that we had tracked and we kept track of, and we, we, we sourced every wedding that had been submitted to ShootDot up until that point and did the averages. And it was the average was pretty clear with not a lot of variance. So the average came out about 554 images per wedding. And so that's why when we, uh, we came up with the unlimited plan, we put that cap at 700 images uh, with the ability to submit more if you want, just to pay a little bit extra for any you know, overages there, as you, as you might call it, but 550 more images was what was, the, was the average across five years of data that we had. So, um, you know, take it for what it is, but, but 554 is the average number of images that a photographer provides to a, to a, to a client.
0: Very nice. Well, I'm above average, so I'm going to provide 555 is going to be my goal. You would definitely be above average, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so if you don't mind, I kind of want to stay on this topic a little bit longer because I think it's really valuable for our audience to to kind of hear, and, and maybe we're going outside of your, your comfort realm here, but what – I think, I think we hear that number, and for some of us, we're like, wow, that's a ton. For some of us, we're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm right on target. But for me, personally, I'm like, man, I give over that. And I think a lot of people give over that. And I think yeah. we do because we're afraid that if we tell a client, well, we, we give you know, X amount of images, that they're going to push back or they're not going to feel like we, um, we provided adequate, adequately. So I have two questions for you, Jared. Question number one, do you recommend us giving our clients uh, an idea to manage their expectations on the number of images that they should expect to receive from a wedding? No, I don't. There you go. I don't
1: think so, because that that now sets the expectation that the value of what you provide has to do with the number of images you provide. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And it
1: doesn't. The value of a professional wedding photographer is someone who is there to capture all the moments to record the day, to tell a story, and to give them that story that they can have for the rest of their lives. To give them the same story they can pass on to their children, their children's children, et cetera. It has nothing to do with the number of images. You don't need a certain number of images to tell a story. And there's an argument that says that, you know, uh, there's no limit to the number of images to tell a story. And what our job does, while while we like to try to quantify it, it makes it easier to quantify it it makes it easier for us to try to explain it. We're just taking the easy way out if we use that as a way to describe and sell our services as a photographer.
0: Dude, drop the mic. That was it. That's the ticket. You, you nailed that question so hard that I don't even have my second question to ask anymore because you, that was so perfect. Um, incredible insight. You guys, if, if there's anything right now, like go back and rewind and listen to that again. Um, okay, awesome. Jared, what makes shoot.edit stand out? There's so many editors out there right now. There's a lot of editing companies. I feel like more and more are coming out. What makes shoot.edit unique in this in this whole industry?
1: Oh, wow, that's a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, I think the, the, it's certainly the easiest thing to talk about and probably our most distinct feature is that we are clear away by far the fastest in the industry. Mm. Um, it's, it's a core value of our company. We believe that fast is best. Um, the reason we came up with that core value is, is based on data. Again, go figure. But um, we know that the faster nowadays in today's environment, the faster that you return your images to your customers, the happier they are. Um, You know, people just want things quicker now. And and there is a direct correlation to how happy they are when they get them quicker. Um, And the happier they are, the more they spend, the more they value you, the more they refer you, the more they spend with you. And that's how we know that fast is best. We know that the the faster we get your images back to you, the happier your clients are and the more money they're going to spend on you, which makes you more successful in business. So um, our turnaround time is as fast as 48 hours, and and we normally hit that or somewhere near that. And that's consistent across the board, busy season or slow season, um, no matter what. So I think one of the biggest differentiators is is, is when we say that um, we think that you should be uh, fast, we we we, we kind of put our stake in the ground on that and believe it. Um, we work with the you know a lot of the, the world's best photographers. Um, we're trusted by the world's best photographers and the world's most successful photographers. You know, um, people are shooting you know celebrities all over the world and. Um, you know, there's a lot of really great successful photographers that are very successful in business that have, have used us to, um, to build their businesses off of. The, the last thing I touch on, we already talked a lot about, is the fact that we don't assign you a personal editor, but instead spend and invest all that time to build up a profile with you so that you never have to worry about, um, about the ebbs and the flows. You never have to worry if you shoot two or three weddings in a weekend, whether we're going to be able to keep up. You don't have to worry about an editor getting sick or going on vacation we are going to be a consistent and dependable option for you every single time. That consistency is, pro- is, is our professional solution for a photographer who wants to use us to help them grow their business, and, and that's unique. We, we don't see a lot of that out there. Um, we want to be a solution for you no matter what, and that's the way we figured out how to do it, and it's pretty unique. Awesome.
0: I, I have to, I've got a question here on, on your your very first question. Uh, Thought um, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna push back a little bit because I've I've actually been wrestling with this whole you know um, is faster better thing and obviously there's a you know too slow is too slow no matter how you look at it but one of the things that I've encountered is we have a very um, we have a very high in, uh, kind of brand reputation uh, here at Style and Story Creative and there was an event that I photographed and I turned around those images uh, very quickly uh, within under a week. And they were actually um, skeptical. They were slightly disappointed that, uh, and and, and questioned whether or not I actually edited them to the best of my ability because it was so fast. (laughs) And I've actually taken that. And since then, I've just intentionally held on to images longer. Um, Even when they're done, I at times I won't deliver them because I just we have our time frame that I always want to consistently deliver them within. Um, But what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a
1: great point. I mean, I I think it has a lot to do with expectations for starters. Mm -hmm. And and what I don't mean, by the way, is that if you tell them eight weeks and deliver in a week, it's it's necessarily going to be bad. It has to do with the expectations you you tell them and you set with them after the wedding. And again, I keep telling photographers because uh, a lot of photographers put a lot of expectation on what they do after the fact. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, removing and, and drawing away from a lot of their ability to be artists and to be uh, valued for what they do. I mean, um, they're, they're, I guess what I would what I would say is, is that if you are a photographer who sells themselves based on what the qualities you bring to the wedding, on the finished work you provide, and on the stories that you're able to tell to that finished work, the faster they get those stories, the faster they're able to share them, the, the happier they're gonna be. That, that's psychological, it's also, you can see it, um, more and more around our world that we live in, is that you know, speed does not uh, denote a lack or a sacrifice in quality anymore. There was a time where, um, where, where that could be the case because so many companies sold themselves on the value of, uh, of what, what goes into it after the fact. And, and I think though that if you're a photographer and you're able to, again, pull yourself out of selling yourself on what you do, but instead on what you provide, you're going to find that fast equals happier and equals um, equals them spending more money on you. Um, if you're selling yourself, they, and I'm not saying that, by the way, that you're doing this. <laughs>
0: you're not time. good, man. You just answered you know, my every, 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 there's
1: always <laughs> unique cases that, that go against it. But if you're selling yourself, it just has to be in general on, here's what I do um, at the wedding, and then here's what I do after the wedding. Here's all the work I put in after the wedding. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, the real value they're hiring you for is to... Um, to be there on the wedding day, and to be uh, to provide them with amazing images, provide them with amazing experience, and, and, and to take these amazing stories. Um, and the faster they get them out there, the happier they're going to be with them. Um, and, and that that is definitely a global statement, but it, it really is something that has proven to be true. We've seen it in actually in data. Uh, we've done uh, we worked with uh, some of the hosting companies out there. Um, I wish I could say which ones, but because of uh, because of the research. Um, and we weren't the ones who actually did it. I, I, I just, I just say that we've worked with some hosting companies, but some of the bigger hosting companies that have seen how um, ha, have seen reactions uh, in terms of spend on orders and in terms of other metrics that directly correlate to the faster you turn those images around, the happier they're going to be, and the more they're going to spend.
0: Yeah. Very insightful, very insightful. Well, okay, we clearly understand that outsourcing our editing um, is of great value to us, uh, and I, I would 100% agree with you on this. I I definitely, I preach this to everyone that I have the opportunity to mentor and, and, and coach, and so... I wanna hear from you, are there other things that you would recommend other photographers consider outsourcing? Apart from editing, do you have any other thoughts on on kind oh. of um, outsourcing other things to continue the scalability of our business model?
1: Oh, yes, well, she, she <laughs> certainly shouldn't stop with, uh, with just your editing. I mean, I think um, there's a lot of areas that you can outsource that really, when you look at it, um, you're just not the expert on it. No doubt about it, you know. There's somebody out there that is better at it, um, trained in it, um, faster at it. There's uh, the, all the reasons stack to uh, to, to really in, the reasons stack in, in, in the favor of outsourcing. There are things like bookkeeping and taxes. are certainly the first things I always think of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my CPA is uh, I'm not I'm not even good at taxes. Uh, I could do my own taxes. Maybe actually I don't even know if I could at this point. But um, you know, there's so many some of the different things, but. Um I think that uh, uh, if you look at your taxes, for example, hiring a professional will save you time. It will cost you some money, but more than likely a professional CPA or tax person, they're going to be able to save you more money because of their knowledge of the of the tax code than you probably spent having them do the service.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: I look at taxes as one of the first things that I outsourced and I went in kicking and screaming, don't get me wrong And um, uh, I. <laughs> I looked back on it and thought about all the time and the heartache it saved me and then saw that my CPA was able to, you know, uh, to, to save me money in certain areas. I didn't even know existed because I'm not, uh, I'm not a professional CPA. So there are certain areas you can look at like that. Uh, bookkeeping, again, uh, bookkeeping is a different side of that argument. Bookkeeping you could do on your own. It, it's not necessarily overly complicated. There's an complicated tax law. You're probably not going to find your bookkeeper necessarily saving you a lot of money. Maybe maybe she will, though, depending. Maybe he will, depending on what they find to write off. But it's such, certainly such a high-value item to have somebody else do because they're way faster at it, and they're much better at it, and it t- allows you to go back to spend your time on, on growing your business and whatnot. So um, and those are a couple quick examples. I think that the best way to look at it, though, when you're looking at your business, are what are things you can do to, um, to grow your business? And then... The next question should be, can I plug other people or services in to help me with that? Um, even blogging is something that photographers can look at to have uh, have somebody step in and much like shoot.edit, learn the process that is needed for your blog and then apply that. And sure, you might need to go back in and um, read it over, maybe add the intro or add a little bit of personalization, but even things such as blogging, can be looked at as an opportunity to outsource, so that you can go back to to growing and scaling your business and, and doing the things that
0: you love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with you on on just having an account with taxes, a CPA. I mean, like I, at the end of the year uh, after I paid him, I was like just like. Take my money, like take more of it. Like you saved <laughs> you saved me so much heartache. And again, again, you're right. Uh I think saved me money, made me money. Um very interesting. Hey, you just brought up blogs. I feel like you did in a way that suggested that you might have a have a resource there. Do you have a recommendation for anyone who's interested in outsourcing their blogging?
1: Yeah, actually it's funny, I, I do. Um we worked closely over the years with uh, with a professional blogging company that does it for professional photographers. It's uh, Photoscribe. Uh, it's a company that uh, is run by uh, Rachel. Uh, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and um, and they do just a great job. They're very similar in their approach uh, to blogging that she does it is to color correction. That's one of the reasons why I just love their model, because they really work to come up with a model for how to blog on your behalf. And then... Um, Really, they subscribe in the same 90-10 model, hey, we're going to do 90% of that heavy lifting for you in the blog posting, you still probably have 10%, but 10%, it allows you to blog. It allows you to stay on top of it, whereas many people don't even blog or they're so far behind in their blogging. They're delivering an inconsistent experience to their blog readers and to their clients. And so, um, yeah, Rachel with, uh, with Photoscribe, I'll make sure I get a link over to you so you can have it in the show notes there.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Okay, so, Jared, this takes us to our final part of your interview here, and it's actually my favorite part. Um, I need, like, I need music for this. I need, like, a da-da-da-da. Okay, so... Action steps. As as someone is is they're, they're wrapping this up, they're about to get to the office. They're they're finishing uh, this podcast here. What is the very first thing that they should do as soon as this thing is over? Okay, they're at their computer. What's the very first thing that you would recommend our listeners do today as a tangible step towards improving their business?
1: Well, I'll tell you what not to do. What I'm not going to tell you to do is just go sign up for Shoot <laughs> Um, because I, I wouldn't want you to do that. I would want you to, to start with this, and that is to evaluate your business from a different perspective, from a perspective that says, I don't have to be the only one to do everything in my business, That I'm not going to grow my business. If I'm the only person doing everything, I'm going to end up either burning out, running out of time in the day to do all the tasks that mount up, and I'm going to end up at the end without a business that's succeeding. So you need to go back and evaluate your business from a different Standpoint. If you haven't read the e he puts it um, really. Michael Gerber puts it into a wonderful perspective. I think uh, a little cheesy, uh, a little long, <laughs> but Michael Gerber helps you understand how to create a business that you must build. Uh, build a business that has opportunities to scale, and opportunities to outsource, and opportunities to trust others in certain key components. Otherwise. You will either burn out because you're going to be doing everything. You'll run out of time, and so you won't be able to do everything, or you simply won't be able to spend the time on growing because the things that you need to do to maintain will never let you go back to growing your business. And so now is the best time if you're listening to this and you're driving, if you're getting to work, if you're coming home from work, if you're um, on a Saturday afternoon enjoying it, whatever it is, now is the best time to sit down and look at your business and evaluate it. and Say, what are the areas that are stopping me from growing my business and then what can I get rid of? Even if it's just a baby step? what can I get rid of so that I can start spending more time on growing my business and less time on maintaining my business?
0: Yes, I totally agree and, and I wanted to even add to that uh, if you are a seasoned pro out there who's been doing this, I, I want to encourage you to, to reevaluate every single year, even every six months or quarter, reevaluate what you're doing. And, and just like Jared said, think about those three categories. That is fantastic advice that we should all be taking into consideration. And you know what, guys? If you do decide that Shoot.Edit is going to be a great fit, um, Jared has like hooked us up. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, for the first month here of 2016, uh, from uh, December to January um, you guys uh, if you go uh, and use the promo code 2015 six figure you're gonna get the first month free it expires January 31st um, so dude Jared thank you for that that's awesome
1: yeah of course man I, uh, uh, I, I, I like I said I'm just excited to be on here with you and talking to all your listeners about it um, the topic that I, I just love to talk about it's obviously near and dear to my heart but I mean um, you know bigger picture like we kind of just talked about I mean Shoot.edit is our way of helping photographers grow their business. You know, it's our way of helping photographers succeed in business. We do it by helping you with your post-production. We believe that's a huge and critical component that takes and robs photographers from being able to grow their business. Um, but the reality is, is we're, we're just a, a part of the bigger picture, which is how can you grow your business? How can you trust experts to help you out? How can you leverage relationships and leverage um, even some automation uh, uh, as well. We didn't get to talk about that today, but there's some things you can do that maybe you're doing manually speaking that um, that, that you can drop a system in, or you can have uh, get aid from from better systems. But the reality is, is I mean, I've been in this industry for for 15 years now, and uh, I know I speak for Garrett as well. We just really want to help and see photographers succeed in in their business so that it can contribute and allow them to be artists, allow them to be photographers. I mean, that's why we all got into this. That's why everybody here is doing this. And um, It's such a great environment right now because there's so many opportunities out there for photographers to, to kind of have the tool sets to succeed in business.
0: Well, thank you for doing it, man. It's it's awesome to have uh, businesses and, and people who have this type of perspective uh, as yourself uh, just to help. Uh, help give us a little bit of a, a boost. You know what I mean? We need that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Jared, thank you so much. One last thing. I think it's pretty obvious, but where can people find you at?
1: Yeah, that's uh, uh, it's shoot.edit.com. Uh, it's all spelled out. Um, one thing, Garrett and I my, my, did come up with is a very confusing name to, to say, uh, <laughs> say for typing purposes. But, yeah, it's S H O O T D O T. Edit. dot com, and um, you know, not only is there a lot of great information on there about um, uh, about what you know what we do and how we do it, there's also a lot of great resources for photographers if you're looking to grow your business. We have a lot of guides, a lot of webinars, um, a lot of uh, recordings, and, and just uh, some great interviews as well to help photographers out there they're looking for help. And hey, what do I do with all this time I now have because I'm not outsourcing because I'm not doing my color correction? And there's a lot of tools there for you to, to learn how to grow your business too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, guys, all that's going to be in the show notes, uh, for everybody here. Jared, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This has been, this has been an honor. It's been very insightful, uh, for, for everyone. i I'm, I imagine and certainly even myself. So I always appreciate when I get schooled. Um, thank you very much, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Ben. I really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun just uh, conversing with you about some of these different topics, and I appreciate your questions. They were really good and really important and really valuable. I hope it got people thinking, of nothing else.
0: Woo-woo. Awesome. Gary, we're going to talk soon, man.
1: All right. Talk to you soon, man. Take Thanks. You. Thanks.
0: Today's episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast is supported by Fundy Designer. Fundy is one of the most important tools for our business. We are able to design a 50-page album in 10 minutes with its patented drop zone technology and then proof and sell all inside of the same system. Find out more at FundyDesigner.com. And by the Photobooth Supply Company, having a photo booth is one of the best options to consider when wanting to maximize profits and diversify your income. The Photobooth Supply Company is hands down the best system available to photographers. It is simple to use, fully customizable, compact, and beautifully designed. Head on over to photoboothsupplyco.com for more information. You guys, Jared has given some amazing advice. Look, we must create opportunities to scale our business. If we can't clear things off of our plate, we're going to continue to remain stagnant. And so I want to encourage you guys just to consider what, what can you remove Uh, from, from your daily tasks, what do you, what can you remove from, from the busy work that you find yourself doing on a day-to-day basis and not just editing, but other soul and, (laughs) and time sucking tasks. Uh, really really evaluate uh where things are going especially as we are entering into a new year it's the perfect time for it guys. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out more information of, of six figure photography head on over to six especially there is a seven day course online i would really encourage you guys uh to follow through with that each day i'm going to send you over an email just kind of encouraging and, and analyzing a different aspect of your business and and from the response that i've gotten from everyone who's had a chance to take this seven-day course. Uh, It's really going to help change your business. It's entirely free. Go take a look. You guys, thanks so much for spending this last 45 minutes or hour with us. I truly appreciate it. You guys, we'll talk soon in episode 12.